0: Hi, everyone. I'm Anika, and this is the Tried and Truth podcast. Welcome back to another episode. So glad you're here. If you are tuning in for the first time, welcome. Each week, we get to sit down and learn and grow and figure out how to lead this one beautiful life together better, smarter, faster. And become more successful and grow in every arena of our life today we get to sit down with my dear friend and ob gyn dr kathleen kamak she is also a busy mom of three so she gets a busy life chaos chaoticness in this episode she's answering questions around trends she's seeing today kind of mid post pandemic but she's also tackling questions around like anxiety and depression and how she navigates the busyness of life to really find time for the things that matter most in her life. So without further ado, take a listen. Dr. Kathleen Kamak, thank you so much for being here. So excited to sit down and chat with you today. Welcome. Thanks for having me. It's fun to be here. So it has definitely been a year for the books, but I know that not a lot has likely changed in your world because womanhood continues to go on and people continue to have babies and so tell us a little bit about where you are what you're up to and i'm always interested to hear people's stories and their whys like how they got to where they are and why they do what they do so give us a little insight to your world
1: so, um, that is such a funny story. I, um, I am an Gen and that means I, um, do, I get to deal with women in all aspects of their life. So get to see them before they, um, you know, or even pursuing sexual intercourse when they're kind of figuring out their cycles and kind of Trying to um, navigate the early phases of womanhood, get to get to see them whenever they um, consider pregnancies, have babies, figure out how to deal with that crazy life, and um, and then yeah, see them for well woman's after, and you know any sort of gynecological um, issue that comes up. So it's a really fun, fulfilling job. Uh, it was the one thing I was never going to do in medical school, so it's comical. Yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> it is, um, but it's a perfect fit for me and I love it. And, um, just feel so blessed every day to be able to be a part of these people's lives. So in the pandemic, it's been funny because, um, a lot of medicine stopped, but you know, in, in many female aspects, our lives keep going. And so it's been kind of nice to, to navigate this crazy, stressful time with people, um, in, in in getting pregnant and having these babies and what that looks like in a pandemic. And it's different, but it it still is um, you know, just a good picture of the fact that life doesn't stop. We will persevere and go through this and they'll have us an interesting story for the books. But um
0: but it, it's pretty neat. Such a good reminder that life really does just go on, but sometimes we've got to make that choice to make life go on in our own lives but if we can make that choice like we just it just keeps going we keep going it keeps going and also so funny just to be reminded as well that life just takes us on different paths than we would have ever planned or imagined or thought of and yet it is such an exciting and fun adventure so thanks for sharing that insight about you so as so much of everything around us has been changing have you noticed anything specific or any trends in your particular practice that you're you're seeing now that maybe you didn't see prior?
1: Oh goodness. I mean, I think I think medicine as a whole will probably never be the same. Um, you know, medicine is so evidence-based and COVID kind of shook that to the core because there was no evidence in any of it. So, um I think I think we'll probably all be able to be on our guard a little bit more, be able to go with the flow a teensy bit more. Um, I've been just so impressed at how patients have given, you know, myself at the office and, um, at the hospital, so much grace and understanding and, and, um, kind of realizing, yeah, we're all trying to figure this out. We don't have the answers right now. And, and while we're getting in a better flow, um, I think there's still in the future are going to be things that come up that, um, you know, navigate us a different direction and say, okay, well, now we're going to do it like this and and are going to be little curve balls. And, and I, th- I do think we're more well-equipped to deal with that now. So that's one of the
0: positives. Gosh, it's the beauty of the human mind. And just a reminder of just how flexible and adaptable we really are. I think this has definitely been proof that we can in fact create somewhat of a new norm in our lives and also it's been such a season of I guess I would call it exposure where I feel as if we've been stripped away of so much whether that was busyness or distractions in our life and have kind of come to the core of who we are and whatever it is that we didn't want to see necessarily in our parenting or our marriages or our careers So much of that has surfaced in a lot of this extra time together, doing life and things differently. Have you found or are you finding anything specifically that women are struggling with, whether it's like mentally or emotionally or physically, maybe around this topic now more than before?
1: So I I think a blanket statement about females and really probably about um you know, our society as a whole is—we're such planners, and we um, we like to be organized and be on top of things and have a schedule. And that's been—you know—the beauty of the 21st century is we can do all of that from our phones. We can, um, you know, order something that will be at our house tomorrow, and it's just convenient. And then this pandemic kind of shook things, and it said. Okay. Nope. We don't even know what we're doing in two weeks. Guess what? You don't even know what you're doing with your kids tomorrow. And, um, and, and let alone jobs and and navigating all that. And the organization that goes behind that kind of just went out the window. So I think, um, I, I think that was hard. I think that was really difficult to know. You know, um, I, I remember kind of telling people this isn't something where we're planning for if we survive, if human race survives past you know, May 30th, that we're all going to go back to normal. This is kind of like a slow, painful burn that we don't know when it's going to get better, if ever. And, and in the meantime, you know, tragedy happens. There have been illnesses, there have been deaths, there have been lost jobs, lost opportunities. Um, and I think so there's a lot of anxiety and depression and sadness that's come along with this year too. You know, some people have found joy in being home and stopping and redirecting, but it's been just a huge ups and down year for for everybody. Um, so I, I think that's been a struggle. I've seen, I've seen a lot more people who are struggling with anxiety, with depression, with weight gain for sure, with alcohol abuse, with um, marital issues. It's It's been hard, it's been hard. And that's not to say that there haven't been sweet times and sweet joys also, but I think this is just, this is, we're out of our element and we don't even know when we'll be back in it, which is just exhausting and wears on us and
0: um, and, it, and it's tough. Gosh, I mean, how do you help people really navigate that feeling of anxiety and depression that I think bubbles up now or in seasons like this more than ever? And I mean, I think too, whether we want to admit it or not, like we're all going through these cycles where some days feel so full of joy and so life-giving and other days you just feel so sad, so alone. You see a lot of sad things going on and just feel just burdened by so much of that, especially as women. I think women don't want to acknowledge that they need help or that they are struggling. I mean, I know going into an OB's office and answering those questions around anxiety and depression, I think probably more women don't even know how to answer those because you don't want to answer the truth because it makes it look like you need help and that you're not strong and that you can't keep it all together and do everything you need to do. It's,
1: you know, one of the things I've realized through this last year is how different we all are, how differently we've responded Mm. to the pandemic, how differently we've responded um, to changes in our lives. And some people have been go with the flow and fine, and some people have really, really struggled. And I think one of the biggest, you know, pieces of advice I try to always give people is like, take some time to think about, you know, you, what you need, what you what what struggles you have? What like do you need to be organized? Do you need to have like close relationships? Do you need to feel like you're getting quality time with your family? Um, and and in that you know, pick those people that know you well and kind of have them be a little bit of an inner in person to say, hey, you know what, you need to let me know I'm kind of struggling with this. Will you will you tell me if I if I kind of seem to be going off the edge a little bit, will you kind of redirect me? And, and, and cause we're so sometimes into our life and into trying to make all the things happen that we don't see what's happening to us. So, um, I think that's one of the things, I think having an open, honest, um, you know, relationship with, with loved ones, with your kids and realizing we can't do it all and we're not supposed to do it all. And that's okay. Um, that's a, that's a big thing too, to kind of try to, try to, um, put the pieces in your life that if you can't do something, acknowledge your, your, you know, inability to do, to, to not be able to do that and then have, have someone else kind of fill the gaps for you there.
0: Do you find that people or women struggle or have a hard time with not being okay? Um, yes. (laughs) Yes. Why do you think that is like, why? I mean, obviously work with women. And so I think,
1: um, I mean, I think females have always wanted to look well prepared together you know put their best foot forward be beautiful and i think that's been exacerbated with social media i do i think sometimes that gives false pretense that oh gosh well they have it all together they're doing this they're doing that look at what quality time they get to spend with their family and got you know all the things and and really like we don't know we don't know what's behind the scenes and nobody's perfect and we're not supposed to be we were we were not created to be perfect and And so, so why try, (laughs) you know, like acknowledge our, we are are who we are, embrace that and try and just. You know, make that make the most of the time that we've been given here, instead of trying to put on this front that's not even real. I think that's a huge thing. And when we're when we're hurting, we need to hurt. We need to feel that pain to heal, to to recover, to you know, acknowledge it. Um, I think that's one of the things with depression and anxiety is is people. Or like I'm fine, 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 fine. I can do this on my own. And and yeah, I mean, sometimes we can power through those tough times, but it doesn't mean we wouldn't benefit from talking to someone about it or seeking medical care when needed. And and you know, most people get through that, but it's just, it's just
0: you know that process looks different for everybody. So what are some of those practical tips or, or things that that people can do? I know you mentioned whether that is professional help, but maybe even before that is just being honest with loved ones and watching your interactions with social media. You say too that you know everybody's different, and so this looks different for everyone. I know a few years back, I finally came to terms with the fact that I needed to see somebody, and I remember her walking me through so much of my personality type and coming to this realization that for me personally, I was an introvert working in an extroverted job and was just so, so drained and didn't have any time to reset. So for me, it was literally as simple as 15 minutes a day and carving out that time to just be in solitude and drinking a hot cup of tea and reading something that was in fact life giving before I went to go to bed or or at night while I was reflecting on the day, but giving myself a chance to recharge. So, so yeah, what are some other practical ways that maybe you've seen others do it differently?
1: I mean, I think having some introspection goes a long way. Like what you're saying about how, like, you know, you need to be alone for a little bit. So like if someone you know, realize this, oh my gosh, I need to feel like my house is all clean by Sunday night, then, you know, put the kids to bed an hour early and, and make sure that you have things ready to go Monday morning. Or if you realize I just need peace and quiet every once in a while, make, you know, an hour time once a even month. that's like, okay, I have a stand-in sitter every single Tuesday night from, you know, eight to nine. And that's my time to just get away go get some coffee with a friend or be by myself and and, and just kind of like implementing those things that are going to recharge you whatever that is is different for everybody but i think that's really important and to know that like you're making the effort you're making the time to focus on your mental well-being goes a long way um counseling is fabulous and um And I wish there wasn't such a stigma about medication because, because there are times that it's wonderful that it works and it's not a life diagnosis where someone has to be on these medications forever. Um, and, and, and that, that, you know, again, looks different for everybody, but really just introspection of what works for me. What do I need? Um, you know, is it a date night once a week, schedule it, get a babysitter. Um, be on top of it, get organized, get it together. And it doesn't mean that like your closet's clean and all your groceries are bought, but like that aspect, make
0: priority for it. Oh, I really love two things that you just said that really stuck out. One is how we recharge. I think so many of us plug into to the wrong things, thinking it's called recharging. Things like Netflix or email or social media or unhealthy relationships or work stressors. And we end up doing more work rather than than less. And it's almost like plugging in to a charger that doesn't even work. I think so many of us do that. We, we plug into something that is not going to charge us. And we feel even more drained. And then we wonder why, and we don't understand why. The second thing was just medication. I mean, I think you're right. I think we have the stigma around medication, and we we don't want to feel like we need it, and we think that it's bad. But I, I know there are definitely seasons Especially for women when you're postpartum. I mean, I know like our second child, I finally came to a place where I knew that I I did in fact need something. And and medication was that at that point in time, especially when I had tried other things and it hadn't worked. I mean, it was a short season. And like you said, it's not necessarily a life sentence, but rather just a few months to help regulate some of those imbalances that we get in seasons like that. Yeah,
1: I I was just going to say, I feel like the majority of people who – seek help, whether that's counseling or medication or acknowledging, just saying, yeah, there's a problem are so grateful and glad that they took that bold step to say something instead of like internalizing it. Cause the first kind of, you know, step is realizing I want to be, I want to be better. I deserve to be better. I have, you know, um, a, a great family or whatever, whatever it is that we have going for us. And, and, and yeah, there are times of sadness, but, but let's work on it. And let's do it,
0: you know. Oh, I love that. Just acknowledging that I deserve to be better. You deserve to be better. We deserve to be better. What do you wish that more women knew or did? I know you talk about how you see women at all stages of their life. Like, what would you want every woman to know or, or do?
1: I've been working on this year is um is kind of trying to find my weaknesses <laughs> and okay. delegate those to other people. So <laughs> Uh, learned real quickly in the pandemic. I am not a teacher <laughs> and that's not my jam. And so I just, um, you know, whatever it is with, homework, with reading, with anything now that my husband is much better at that than I am. I will, I'm happy to read a book, but if it's learning something new, I get, um, impatient quicker than my husband. So that's his thing. And, um, I am good at, you know, organizing our family schedule or whatever it is. So, you know, cater to your strengths, acknowledge your weaknesses, delegate when you need to. I'm a terrible delegator and I have always tried To do all of the things by myself. And instead, it ends up being able to do 80% of things moderately well and none of them as well as I'd like, which has been a a past point of frustration for me. So, kind of just again, introspect. I feel like as I was thinking about this, I just kept coming back to introspection. Figure out what works for you. How do you tick? What do you do? What do you like? You know, what do you not like? And kind of just processing that and thinking it through because we're all different. And so we all need different um, treatments and kind of direction in those situations. So
0: good. I feel like we're all so consumed by everything that's happening on the outside, what we're feeling, what we're thinking, what we're seeing, what we're reading, what we're hearing, what our kids are feeling, what they, our kids are experiencing and that we forget to take that moment to just be introspective and really focus on what's happening on the inside I heard an interview probably about three, maybe four years ago with Martha Beck. She's like one of Oprah's life coaches and and she's a great life coach, but she shared this story that has stuck with me and I refer back to so many times about how we are going through life almost like we are head in the snowstorm. We can't see out, it's cold, we are trying to move forward and we can't see anything and sometimes we have got to go inside the house where it's nice and warm and look out the window and see what you might need and see what all is out there and and see the storm that's going on so that you can go back out there and be more equipped to face it so it's like going on the inside to do better on the outside rather than staying facing all the snowstorm that's coming at you where you can't even see or think clearly. So I really have to know, you are a busy, successful mom. You've got a husband who's equally as successful and equally as as busy, how do you find the time to stay grounded and really make time for the things that matter? I mean, with everything going on, how do you not chase everything, but rather like chase the things that are important and chase the things that do matter?
1: Sure, sure. Um I, you know, again, working on that 80%. <laughs> 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 try to try a little bit better, but I, um, I, I mean, it might, I feel like my life is just one big triage and trying to say, okay, what do we need to tackle today? How, how's the day going to get done? Um, I, I will say we're, we're very organized over here. So, you know, our next three birthday parties, we buy the presents all at the same time or whatever it is and kind of try and stay on top of what we can control. Cause the crazy definitely comes no matter what. um, we, um, I, I, I love like, you know, a couple of things that have come about in the last few years, like being able to deliver your groceries and being able to, you know, buy whatever you want on Amazon. I think, I think that's important to say, okay, well, I'm not going to have to, I'm not going to worry. I don't have time to go out and buy, you know, whatever bows or whatever it is for my daughter for whatever. Let me find it. Purchase. Great. 10 extra dollars. Don't care. You know, you have to like give and take some of that stuff. Um, and, and so just, yeah, staying organized, staying on top of it. My, my husband and I, we talk about our schedules, I mean, all the time, but at least once a week, sit down and say, okay, what do we have coming at us this next, like one to two weeks? When do we need a sitter? Let's get one right now. And, and it's just like the don't put off, what we can tackle in that moment. You know, it might take an extra few seconds to text someone and be like, okay, Hey, can we do this? What about that? But it's just that it's done. And it's not this laundry list of things that's kind of coming up. Um, we try to have a date night, you know, every, it's not every Thursday, but it's maybe every other. and, 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 you, and- and you don't have to have a sitter, you know, take your kids, have an, have an in-law come over. There's always the drop-in daycare around the corner. That's so fabulous. Like there are, there are things you can do that don't have to seem overwhelming. Um, and at the same time, you know, we, uh, we knew we needed help this year. So we got a nanny and we're so grateful for her and, you know, just kind of realizing this is, this is a deficit here that we need filled. And so we're going to take that extra step to do it. Um, And at the same time, you know, (laughs) the playroom's the best. It stays a mess. (laughs) So just kind of prioritizing what needs to be done.
0: Okay. So you know as well as I know that we can't do it all. So how – you know, as you take care of so many women and women's health, like how do you take care of – your own well-being and your own health from like mental and spiritual, emotional, physical. How do you take care of those things for you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, great question. Um I you know, I have always felt the need to have people tell me if I if I am out of my element. So when I started my job, I um I knew it was going to be a fulfilling job, but I knew it was going to be, um, a potential for a loss of a lot of family time at home. And so early on, I I told my husband, you know, we, we struggled, we prayed with like, do I do this? Do I not? What's the deal? And he was like, you got to do it. You love it. And I, and I agree, but I said, um, I want you to tell me if I ever am, too, too involved, not at home disconnected. I really need to know those things. And through the years, you know, there've been multiple nights in a row where I'm at the hospital and, and I love that. And I want to be able to be there, but I I have told him, you know, you you have to tell me if I'm, if I'm not there enough. So I think we need checks and balances in our life. Um, because we could easily get, I could easily get lost in in that, I think. Um, and, and to this day, he has not told me that I need to be home more, but, um, but it's it still, you know, it, it makes me feel good knowing that like someone else is watching out for me. Someone else got my back when I'm too deep in it, then, then he, he will, you know, stand up and, and say
0: something and he should. Yeah. And proactively, you know, having those, those conversations. So in women's health as a whole, do you have any last minute or thoughts or or tips on how we as women can be better taking care of ourselves? I think you mentioned being honest with what it is that we need and being introspective, but any other thoughts or or ideas that that we should walk away with today?
1: Oh goodness, I don't have all the answers for that, for sure. But I um I think now with time, I think the fact that so much has changed in the last year, it's going to be interesting looking forward to the future. Cause, cause I think some people never do things the same. I never want to be as overcommitted as I was in the past. And, um, and I think maybe having more organization to say, okay, well, we're going to make it to three birthday parties this month, or we're going to make it to, you know, two nights out a month where we do X, Y, Z or whatever, but taking a little bit more organization to look at the future, to, to communicate and say, this is, you know, where we're comfortable being. And then we're going to reassess in two months and whatever it is, I think, um, having a plan. Cause right now nothing seems like we have a plan where our, our lives are like a hodgepodge a little bit. Um, it feels better now that, you know, School kind of has a plan, but it it's still the unknown is really difficult. So I think kind of, um, doing some introspection, seeing what you need, seeing what you're, you know, like I said, good at delegating all that stuff, but then also kind of trying to control what you can, um, women like control. Um, myself, and so we can't control so much of this, but, um,
0: but, but still trying to figure out what we can do. My last question for you is really around success. and as you have lived a very or living a very successful life and lifestyle and have a successful practice and successful family, how would you say success is defined? like what does success mean to you? Oh, that's a great question.
1: and I think it's defined differently by so many people. um I think i i I think a very high executive business person (laughs) defines success as, and understandably so, as, you know, building this business from the ground up. I think a stay-at-home mom would define success as, you know, raising three successful, beautiful children. Like that ranges all in between. Um, For me, I have never wanted a a huge um, kind of like name or practice or anything like that, I I would think I would define it as probably job satisfaction and knowing that I take care of the people I do well and knowing that I am home for my children. Uh, they're for my spouse, they're for my friends and have a, you know, healthy mental status while doing all of that, which is not easy. And so I think the balance is the hardest, but, but that would be my definition of success is trying to, you know, work-life balance and, and that'll change, you know, that, that some days, or some years even means you don't work as much and you stay home with your kids more. And when they're, you know, gone, that means you can pour into your work more and still be there for your kids, but they won't need you in the same way. So I think it's going to be a changing thing for me, but, um, but yeah, definitely my, my definition is, is,
0: you know, controlling the balance, which is a lofty lofty goal. (laughs) I love that definition. I I love the idea that success really is about pouring into the people and the things that matter most to you, and and that's just beautiful. I love that everybody's definition is so different, but yet it is so specific and meaningful for their own life and making their own life matter and and count. So thank you for sharing that, and thank you for being here. This was really fun, really insightful. Any last-minute words you want to share with anyone listening today? You are not alone, let me tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are all kind of trying to just figure it out and, um, there are going to be good days. There are going to be bad days. There are going to be everything in between. But if you think you need help, call someone. If you think you want to celebrate because you're having a good day, call someone, call someone who wants to celebrate in your joy. I love that we can do that sometimes now. Um, and it seems so much sweeter because, um, it's more of a, it's more of a highlight. So, um, take some time, think about, think about you, what you need and, um, and, and make sure you have those loved ones in your life that you can go to in the highs and in the lows.
0: Yes. I love that. You are not alone. We are not alone. We are all in this journey together. Thank you friend for your words. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being here and just keep doing all the amazing things that you're doing. We'll talk soon. Okay, sounds good. Just love her. It's always so great to sit down and chat with a doc. In case you missed any of today's truths and takeaways, here they are. Number one, we are all different. We all respond different. So take some time to think about what you specifically need. We get so busy to sing into others' lives that we forget to even acknowledge what's happening to us. So acknowledge what it is that you need and ask for the help that you need. Number two, have open and honest relationships and communications, especially in times like this. Acknowledge your limitations, cater to your strengths and delegate out any weaknesses that you can. Number three, don't forget you've gotta give and take to keep your sanity. Number four, reassess and reset often. I will put a plug for an upcoming episode around resetting. I think that is such an important topic that we forget to do. We have it in our mind, but we forget to actually do it. So more on that coming soon. And number five, your definition of success can change. And that is okay. Lastly, you're not alone. I'm not alone. We're not alone. We're all on this journey together. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking around to the end. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave a review. I know so many of you have shared feedback on the podcast. I'd love for you to put that in a review so that this podcast can be shared with so many more people, encourage so many more people in their own journeys. Thanks for being you. Thanks for being awesome. And until next time.